All right. Are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay. Hi, Reed. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Dad? I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Got that out of the way. Uh, welcome to episode six. When I wrote episode six, I thought of Return of the Jedi. That's a good one. I thought that was a good episode to have on the moon of Endor or anywhere else and, and something really like climactic finish, feel good, all of those things. Yeah. So I'm happy to be doing episode six. Yeah. So uh, everybody likes episode six. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's some, maybe you could argue like, oh, you didn't think the Ewoks were cute or, <laughs> or they were too cute or whatever, or you had some problem but but episode six return of the jedi is is a feel-good movie yeah it is so this will be our feel but that's good. not what we're reviewing today no <laughs> oh. oh but i'm really excited about a review today yeah okay but before we get there uh mm -hmm. what did you learn this week it's been a couple weeks three yeah. weeks what's the thing it you has learned been three. um I learned the other day how to forward all of my emails to a new email. I, which, I was really excited to see that. Yeah. Because I kept needing to update my email, but then I didn't know how to do that. And then I figured it out. And now I have a good email. So. And it was super easy, right? Yeah. It's kind of weird because it's like it doesn't like the ones from my old email don't transfer like they don't split up into the little like subcategories of an email they all go to my priority inbox which is a little weird but it's okay i'm sure there's somewhere i can change that well yeah but probably you'll just start getting most of your email and your new email and the old yeah. one is just for old stuff yeah that's the goal yeah, that's a great feature. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Thanks. Um, what did you learn this week? There were or lots of things. Weeks. Um, but I think most recently, just this morning, actually, and I knew this in my music class that I'm taking, I learned that I really shouldn't play the root of chords in my left hand because it gets in the way of the bass player. Mm. And this is specific to jazz music that I should play more interesting and more diverse notes across both of my hands. Yeah. But I've always learned, I've always liked playing the bass. Oh, so here's what it is. It's because I've been playing by myself without a band for so long, mm -hmm. I've gotten into these habits of playing um, the root of all the chords in my left hand, which is a yeah. very particular style. And it's also really good for when you're playing by yourself. But now I'm in that habit mm -hmm. of playing like I'm playing by myself, but when I'm playing with other people. Mm. Yeah. So. Got to play with the band. Yeah. Good news is I get to play with other people now, and the bad news is I can't play. I shouldn't be playing the way I used to. Yeah. So, but it's better that. playing. 
I think so. I guess maybe I should remind myself I can learn to do new things. That's why you're taking the class. Yeah, to point out the things that are wrong with me. <laughs> it's no, a, to learn things. <laughs> yeah. It's, okay, I'll remind myself it's about learning things, not just pointing out the things that are wrong with me. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. I've been learning a lot, but that was the most recent. That's good. So anything else we should talk about with, in terms of like just what we've learned? Because it has been a few weeks. Or things going on uh, with you? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Yeah. That's how I feel too. Like I just got out of a lab. It's been a really long day. There's probably things we could talk about that are actually interesting. But my, my I just feel kind of wiped out. I did, yeah. and this is kind of exciting, but I made um, a chuck box. What's that? It is a box that is what you would put um, on the back of your wagon train that holds all of your kitchen gear and and like all your cooking stuff and your stove and your water bucket and all those things. But, That'll be perfect for your wagon. Right. So <laughs> it's adapted for modern day. So it holds my propane stove and our cook sets and utensils and stuff. And it's a wood box that opens up like it's its own cabinet kind of thing. And I found some ideas. First, I had to figure out what this thing was called so I could find ideas for how to design it. And a kitchen camping box or a chuck box comes in all these different forms. But I designed mine so it opens up both the front and the top. And it makes these extra shelves and places to hang stuff on and reveals your stove on the top and then shelves for all your things. So Fancy. I built it kind of pretty well. A lot of my cuts with my skill saw are not especially straight. So not everything is perfectly square, but I'm excited to have it. It was kind of a nice geometry problem to have. Yeah, that's cool. And I thought it was, well, I mean, we'll see. Well, I, I, I hope it works. It might yeah. be 700 pounds. We can't lift it. That would be a problem. <laughs> yeah. So it's a thing I did. That's good. You, any other things you did? Um, Sorry, we're going off script. Not that I can think of right now, but maybe I can save them up for next week. Okay. So, how's food lately? Uh, it depends on the day. Um, sometimes it's really good. Uh, sometimes it's less good. <laughs> um. <laughs> but like this year everything is self-served um so then i can actually pick what i want instead of just getting a prepackaged box with everything being steamed in the <laughs> box for hours <laughs> or probably not hours but long enough that it's soggy but yeah so that's good and i can like make a salad now which is like 
shouldn't it be exciting, but it's really exciting that yeah. I get to make a salad. Um, so yeah. Oh, yeah. and there's more often just like yogurt and like fruit around, which is super fun. So this that's is good. This is, uh, I'm so glad I asked, like the contrast <laughs> from bucket of steamed random vegetables to make your own salad. That's, I mean, that's phenomenal. Yeah. You're living the life. Yeah. Good. All right. Yeah, it's exciting. Okay. So we've got something we've learned in the last couple of weeks and then something that's exciting that we've done or experienced. Mm -hmm. And you've got a fall break coming up. So. Yeah. I get a one day break. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Because that's what everyone needs is one day. Yeah, it makes all the difference. <laughs> hey, by the way, um, mm -hmm. I've kind of mentioned this in the past, but it's official now. I'm I'm revealing this to you on the podcast. Okay. I'm going to be in town in a few weeks. Oh, fun. So, you know, if you want to see me, I can come by and we can go out to dinner or something. That'd be fun. Okay. More to do. Yeah. So... Maybe maybe we record something, but a reunion podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll go we'll go visit the the RV that we recorded yeah. in last time. I saw you in person. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, jump to the review of the week. I'm pretty excited okay. about this one. Yeah. You want to announce it? Introduce it? Uh, sure. This week we are reviewing the movie. Uh, the Blues Brothers. Classic. Classic. With the up-and-comers John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. In theaters They're going to make something of themselves one yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, not in theaters now, but... No, hasn't been for a long time. Let's see. So, it was 1980, I think, or early 80s. So this movie is 40 years old. That's cool. It's time. It's like it was yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, twice my age. Twice your age. Over twice my age. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So now when we first saw Blues Brothers, I think, well, when I first mentioned Blues Brothers, I don't think you were convinced mm -hmm. that it was a movie that you would want to see. Is that true? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember exactly when, like why you brought it up originally um, or what the context was, but I don't think I rem I remember not being super intrigued with it. Because I think you just told me it's some guys who play blues music and they're raising money for a church. And so I think that didn't really sell it on me. Yeah. That's fair. But then, yeah. so what turned you around? Um, I played the uh, in, it was like 11th grade, was it? I don't know. Sometime in high school. Yeah. Um, I played uh, like a medley um, of the Blues Brothers music in my 
concert high school band. So, and that was really fun. And then you said, oh, for homework, you have to watch, or we should watch this movie. Yeah. Um, so that I can play the music yeah, well. It, I don't understand how you could possibly play the music from Blues Brothers if you don't understand <laughs> the depth of the story yeah. behind it. Yeah. So to so I'm glad that you were playing it in high school in in jazz band so that you had the reason to watch the movie and I think your uh, jazz director teacher probably mm -hmm. couldn't say hey we have to watch Blues Brothers because it's I'm sure it's rated R I think it's R I'm sure yeah there's yeah that's right I, suddenly I just like. Crank through all the different reasons <laughs> it was rated R. Like, oh, that and that and that. Um, yeah. But it seemed like, to me, it was a funny way to say, oh, yeah, this has to be homework. You've got to watch this, this, <laughs> all these scenes. Um, yeah. So, for context, for those who haven't watched the movie, it's the heartwarming story of two quote unquote brothers who grew up together in the orphanage, played by Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. Um, and, and Jake comes back from prison and they go back to visit the orphanage in which they grew up and realize the orphanage is going under, they can't pay their property taxes. So they're going to go raise money to save the orphanage, which, and they, and the nun tells them they can't go and steal the money. And they're very disappointed mm -hmm. with this. <laughs> <Revelation>. <laughs> And that leads to a wonderful scene. And then they decide to, quote unquote, get the band back together again. And that yeah. they are on, quote, a mission from God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's, uh, what's your overall assessment of the movie? What do you like about it? What, what would your review of said movie be? Um, I think the movie, it's a very good movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's full, stop. full stop. It's a very good movie. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I like it because it's quirky and like, yeah, when you're like, like, you can't really sum up the movie by saying it's about these guys who are getting a blues band back together because I right. think that gives you a totally different understanding of what this movie is going to be about. Um, when in reality, there's like, I don't know, like all the Chicago cops are involved in this movie at one point, and then, and not, yeah. not just involved, <laughs> like <laughs> an epic chase scene. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you think the first chase scene is epic, and then the the later chase scenes are phenomenally outrageously ridiculously wonderful and stupid yeah so i actually read speaking of the chase scenes that the um the movie is like ridiculously over budget and was like <laughs> the most expensive comedy movie ever made or something like stupid because of as i understand it like well all the real actual crashing of all the cop cars like that was stupid expensive and then Dan Aykroyd had never written a screenplay before 
and it oh. took him months and months and then they had to like rewrite things because he'd never done it before so he needed help yeah and then john belushi was like i think they were all partiers and they were all doing drugs and they were all you know stayed out late at night and and did all the things that were things that people famous people of the 80s would do but uh john belushi in particular mm -hmm. would stay out all night and do lots of drugs and um that that lifestyle led to his demise eventually but um, yeah it also meant for the movie like there are all these cost overruns <laughs> so it was ridiculous in so many ways for the production and the actual action of the movie yeah and i don't know if that makes me feel bad like is that a bad thing about the movie or is that just part of the charm of the movie that it was so ridiculous in so many ways yeah i think that like the quirkiness of it is makes it super fun though and then like all of that extensive like stuff that went into it like the yeah like that makes the movie yeah. memorable and fun yeah it's all the things that was going on the 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 mystery woman played by carrie fisher yeah like that's off the rails <laughs> ridiculous all the explosions that you demolish buildings and they like are somehow fine yeah yeah dust themselves off dust their suits <laughs> off and pick themselves up after there's been a, a literal rocket launch or the or the there's been an explosion under a phone booth or something yeah so there's that crazy weird character of, of carrie fisher mm -hmm. trying to kill jake over and over again and yeah. um and then the ridicu ridiculousness of the chase scenes and then the ridiculousness of all the band members mm -hmm. who are like super wonderful real musicians when yeah. you look them up they're all session players and real band people who played all these different things um but then there's the music yeah I, I think i could just gush and gush about the music but let me pause because you actually played the music i did so i'm an expert because i played a right well that got that got you hooked into watching the movie yeah well i played a yeah just little bits of parts of it in not even my jazz band in just the concert band um which was fun um yeah yeah so i don't know i love all of that music i actually listened to a lot to that whole album a lot when i was first driving by myself for the first time like after oh, i got my license and i was just driving by myself in a car for the first time that's what i listened to a lot of the time uh was that album uh, from like the, from the blues brothers movie which was very fun because it's just a good it's good music to just kind of bop to which is good yeah it's good car music I, yeah that's that's a great I, that's like one of the highest um pieces of praise you could give an album is that that's <laughs> your newly minted driver fresh driver's license turn it up in the car kind of music well because they set such a good example for driving that right i yeah 
<laughs> right. Flooring it in the in the blues mobile. Yeah. To go over the drawbridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good example in so many ways. Yeah. Um, and then there's all the guest musicians. Yeah. All the cameos. Mm-hmm. Um, do do you have a favorite? scene or musical number or a combination of those? Because um, while while you're thinking of it, okay. in case someone has yet to see Blues Brothers, the classic piece of cinematography that is the movie we're reviewing, the the plot line more or less is an excuse to like uh, intersect with all these different really famous rhythm and blues soul artists and yeah. so they visit Ray's which is mm-hmm. a music store run by Ray Charles and then they get one of their band members who happens to be married to Aretha Franklin Yeah, <laughs> and they are outside of, of uh, that neighborhood is where John Lee Hooker is playing out in the street mm-hmm. and um, uh, they have this whole revelation in front of or during their uh, church service that happens to be run by James Brown. Yeah. And there, and the guy who was in the, in the orphanage who was their kind of caretaker godfather kind of person was Cab Calloway, who was a famous band director. And then their own band is, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting other people too. But just all these great excuses to have all these great cameos yeah so did you have a do any of those stick out or does that ring resonate with you um i think one of my all-time favorite of those ones is the aretha franklin one um yeah because she's just awesome and her character in that um is uh she's just a fun character and then like she was only there for that one scene but then she's like yeah she's just singing about how she's like this guy is stupid for leaving her and then like the blues brothers like join in with her and like everybody's kind of agreeing and then he's like no i gotta go play play with the with the blues brothers and he yeah yeah <laughs> and they just walk out yeah yeah, that's such. I mean, that's such a great performance. She's just like, she's got this, this firm attitude and no nonsense, and she's just belting it out as Aretha Franklin. Yeah, just in a diner. Right, as if Aretha Franklin is just working mm-hmm. the short order, the the working the counter there. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, I like the Ray Charles scene. Yeah. Very, very much. Where he pulls out a gun and <laughs> shoots the kid who's robbing, which is so fantastic since Ray Charles is, in fact, blind and is firing a pistol at a kid in the music <laughs> store to keep him from stealing a guitar off the wall or something off the wall. I think it's a guitar. Or yeah. Something, I don't know. And then there's, and they lead into that scene with the, 
keyboard player from the band saying, hey, Ray, this, this keyboard's got no action. And Ray's <laughs> like, this, it's got action. He starts playing, this jumps into this giant musical number with people dancing out in the street. Yeah. Uh, the other scene I really, really like, and it makes me actually wish I could play behind uh, Chicken Wire sometime when I'm on stage is when they play at the the, raw the country hide. bar. Yeah. The Rawhide, yeah. Where they where they play both country and what both kinds of music, country and western. <laughs> yeah. And they start off playing the their blues songs and everybody's booing yeah. them and then they sing the song from a TV show or something. Yeah, the Rawhide. Yeah, the Rawhide. So, and then they play uh, "Stand by Your Man," and everyone's all sentimental about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But still, the whole way through, even when they're happy, they're still throwing their beer bottles at the chicken wire on the stage. Yeah, that's just wonderful. <laughs> Is there a, a favorite line or favorite favorite moment that you've got in the movie? Um. I don't know. They're all so quintessential. Um, I do remember when we played the, when we had our concert um, for the, um, for it, when we played the music, um, uh, for some reason, the music, like my conductor's um, score wasn't there and nobody oh, I could remember this yeah and nobody could find it anywhere and so he was just like okay i'm just gonna conduct it from memory and i was sitting right in the front row right next to him and i said it's okay we're on a mission from god and he laughed and then we started doing it and there and uh we got through it no problem so it was all good and so that yeah. was a fun moment <laughs> um yeah yeah Nice job using your movie. I did my homework. Line. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> I'm so proud. I was so proud when I when I heard about that. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> Do you have a yeah. favorite line? I I think I think we're on a mission from God cuz they keep saying it in this really you know just just straight like they always deliver that line straight Dan Aykroyd is like we're on a mission from God yeah and and they're like well I don't care because <laughs> um, they're saying it to like cops and like like Aretha Franklin and stuff and so they're like yeah. I don't care <laughs> yeah yeah and and the whole line like we're getting the band back together again yeah I think that's that's like you want to just be able to use that line over and over again, both of those lines. Yeah. Why are you doing this dumb thing? Well, we're we're on a mission from God, <laughs> getting the band back together again. Yeah. Like how can you argue with that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other thing, the reason we decided to review this movie, or at least why I was reminded of the movie, is because you sent me a picture a few weeks ago yeah um i was in um just like a 
building that has some my creative writing professor's office is in this one building that's a little bit separate um and we were helping her bring some stuff after class back to her office and um there was there were these stairs that like right when you walk in they're like these steep stairs with like green carpet and they like go right up and then there's like a doorway right at the top of that and i took a picture of it and sent it to you because it looks like the uh stairway that's at the beginning of that movie or fairly early on in that movie when they go and visit their orphanage and visit a nun at the top penguin yeah the penguin right at the top of some stairs like that and yeah yeah (laughs) and you sent it to me without any explanation and it was immediately clear that that's exactly what that looked like yeah yeah that picture will go on the on the podcast episode for sure yeah but so as soon as you sent it to me i pictured you like toppling down backwards (laughs) screaming at you or the the crucifix leaning over the top (laughs) so it's doubly hilarious to figure out it's just where your professor's office is yeah (laughs) So when you go up there, you have to sit in the little desks and get your hands slapped by the, by the ruler. I've never been her. Her office is on the first floor, so I've never been up there. But maybe um, if I go up there, there's the penguins up there or something. So yeah, I need to go it check out it out. Yeah. Yep, that's your homework. <laughs> okay. Okay. Report back. Yeah. All right. Any other final words about the Blues Brothers? Uh. Nope. It's good. It's long. Good. It has good music. Yeah. Goes by fast. Yeah. But it's worth it. So, uh, yes. Thumbs up. Good movie. Go mm-hmm. watch The Blues Brothers, and it will never get old, and it will give you lessons to live by. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, question of the week. Okay. Want me to go first? Sure. All right. Question for you this week. Who is your best role model for what our best future could look like? I was thinking, like, I was curious, like, who do you look towards when you think about the future and you think, oh, that's who we need to emulate or who moves me forward? Um. Uh, probably, especially with like environment stuff and like, yeah, working with environment and, uh, collaborating with people and stuff like that. I said Jane Goodall. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, cause she just seems like a very lovely lady who's getting, who's just, yeah, she's just getting stuff done and is working with other people and is very collaborative and knowledgeable and effective um and yeah she's always been cool and yeah i like her well and you've you've long liked her because of her work with the chimpanzees and understanding Mm -hmm. them as a culture and 
and having this lifelong commitment. And then as an environmental activist, but I, I gather there's, when you talk about her, it seems like there's more to her than just being like, oh, she wants to do right by the environment or she wants to save chimpanzees. Yeah. Is that a question or like? Well, yeah, I just <laughs> thought you would expand on that. But... Okay. Yes. Good point. She does do more than that. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> she does a lot of like, uh, she's very outspoken and uh, uses um, her, like people know of her and like her notoriety and stuff. And so people like look to her and she uses that influence very well and says like, okay, I have this influence. I can speak on a lot of like, on behalf of a lot of like committees and like help get legislations passed and like travel around the world and help collaborate with other people on this. Um, and so, yeah, she is just, just using a lot of her influence for good and to continue working on stuff instead of just like taking just, yeah, being instead of just stopping when she's now like yeah. 87 or something. So, yeah, she's she deserves to rest, but she doesn't. Yeah. She also always strikes me as hopeful. Like, yeah, it's easy to, to like if you're like a soup if as a realist, like you think, oh, I I'm losing more and more hope, and she always kind of turns that around and says, no, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, she's always like provide solutions and like even if it's just like hey we need to educate people then she's still giving that and still providing tangible ways to educate people um and i think she's pretty receptive to like feedback she gets and stuff and so she works a lot with like like youth and like kids and stuff and like does a lot of outreach with that and like has a lot of programs for young environmental activists and stuff and to help them continue because like it's not just a one person thing and I think that she's doing a lot of that um yeah hmm. yeah that's remarkable she doesn't like you said she's takes her she doesn't just rest on her laurels she's not resting but she's also preparing others to to do the work yeah of a next generation mm-hmm yeah. Just she also, cool. I, I was just flashing back, like last week we reviewed Mary Oliver. Yeah. I, in a lot of ways, I think of Mary Oliver and Jane Goodall as like these just wonderful, thoughtful, encouraging, open people. Yeah. Yeah, they have similar energy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's a good role model. Yeah. Any other plugs for Jane Goodall? <laughs> Go check her out. She's Shane. a yeah. good up-and-comer. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be all of our reviews, all the people we admire are like, oh, yeah, they're 142 years old. 
It's too bad she wasn't in Blues Brothers. She would have been a kid king. <laughs> I don't know how they would have fit her in. It would be tough. But that I just remembered, uh, because it's not too much more weird, did you know that Frank Oz was in yeah. Blues Brothers? He was? Yeah. So when huh? Jake is getting checked out of the prison... And there's the guy who's given him his property back. Yeah. And listing out all of his items. <laughs> and uh, that's Frank Oz. That's Frank Oz? What? Yeah. Yes. I've never seen him as role. a human. Or I guess I have, but. You have and you didn't realize it. I didn't it. know it because he's not yeah. Fozzie or Yoda or someone else. Right. He was just him. In a police uniform, in the cage of property people. <laughs> that scene makes that remind that like you know how in that first scene where it's apparently Frank Oz, there's um that line that Jake has to stand behind, yes. and then he has to lean <laughs> forward to sign the stuff. That reminded me of COVID stuff, because they're like you have to stay here, but also oh, you. Have to <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a movie for all time. Yeah, it doesn't seem as ridiculous anymore. Cause no, <laughs> no, totally reasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so we've we've linked John Belushi, Frank Oz, and and uh, uh, Jane Goodall all together <laughs> in in conversation here. Oh, that's why uh, this is episode six because because of Frank Oz. Sure. He's, yeah. yeah. It's the Yoda episode. <laughs> yeah. Making all kinds of connections. Yeah. All right. Do you want a question? <laughs> We've lost. We've lost a thousand percent of our audience. Yeah, you should ask your question. Okay. Um, what is your favorite game? That's or a games? Simple question. Um, I bet I could think of something more interesting just based on like the game because it is a because it's somehow part of me or the gameplay is really interesting but um, I was just teaching um, in my class I was teaching students how to play cribbage mm -hmm. and the reason I was doing it was because I was I assigned each of them to have to teach us something that they knew how to do really well. And I used cribbage as my example of something I could teach them because it's a goofy game and it's really bizarre. Um, so I was thinking of ways to, you know, model teaching my teaching in this game. And I introduced it and as I was introducing it, I made it made me realize how I love that game because of all the different places in which I've played it and how I learned it. So my dad played cribbage in college, but I didn't ever play with him when I was growing up. I saw him play once in a while, but I learned in college. And that was just one of these things that we did um, as, you know, a study break. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, play cribbage because it's, it's a 
weird game and it but you can talk while you're playing it and you feel like you're doing something but it's mostly luck but you do all these weird things that look like something really sophisticated but you're really just adding up numbers and anyway I, I love like the goofiness of it how it looks and but most of all I love all the different I can think back to all the different people I've played cribbage with because mm-hmm. it's you know it's something I played in college it's something I played in pubs with friends when I was in college and then like on backpacking trips um, mom's uncle Mark my backpacking mentor like kind of relearn to play cribbage there and then I went back and played cribbage with my dad so every time Poppy is visiting we play cribbage and then I've since played with Anna and with mom and then when we went out to visit your school before you were there we you and I play I taught you how to play cribbage mm-hmm. um, so I have all these personal connections with people playing cribbage and it's not like it's not like a deep game, but you just, I just really like it for those reasons that I reconnect with people yeah. playing cribbage. It's a good game. We were just, um, uh, we were just at the, um, like the hotel and like restaurant where um, I was learning, uh, where you taught yeah. me cribbage. And um, I was telling uh, my roommate, um about it and like how like we just sat there like for like i don't know a while for like every day and like after i was doing like like looking at classes and like doing some scholarship stuff like we were in there um and we just played cribbage and there were like a bunch of other guys like just drinking beer and we were in the corner playing cribbage um yeah yeah and that was really fun. Yeah. I don't remember how to play it anymore, but. You would pick it up. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of has a muscle memory to it. Yeah. You know, you lay down cards and you say 15, two and go and you and run for three. And like there's just, there's kind of a language to it. There's kind of a, a pace to it feels familiar once you've played it a few times yeah yeah and it's different playing it with someone else versus playing it like on your phone Mm -hmm. like you can play computers you can even play another person online but I think the physical like shuffling there's a cut that's important um and that laying of cards in front of each other and kind of having this mixing of cards. That's that's an important part of the game. I mean, I, I would still play it online. Like, I'm not against that. But it's a game you play with a couple of people at a table or in the backcountry on a food canister when you're backpacking or in a corner of a pub. Yeah. Hanging out with your kid <laughs> after a long day. So. Yeah. I love that game. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's check the mailbag. Okay. Okay. Done with that. Um, no more mail. Finished. <laughs> that was good. Uh, yeah. It was 
another good mail day. Yeah. Uh, any last words for um, the podcast? Where can people send us mail, Dad? Well, if they go to the website, mouthsounds.org, there is a contact page, and there's a form as well as our email address. There you go. That's an excellent question. <laughs> now wow. we might we're have on, mail. Yeah, we're don't just stream us on the Spotify's or the Apple Tunes. You can also or the Stitchers. You can go to our website, mouthsounds.org. That's M-O-U-T-H-S-O-U-N-D-S dot O-R-G. And hit contact or something. <laughs> it's obvious. Like, if you're living in the 21st century, you should be able to figure this out. So yeah, drop us a line. We'll be happy to answer your questions. Yeah. Send us questions Live. or review suggestions or... That's a great idea. Or yeah. your favorite kind of... Pringles. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. We'd be happy to hear from the listeners. <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's been good talking to you, Reed. Yeah. It's good to talk to you too, Dad. Okay. Thanks for listening. Mom. Hi, Mom. Whoever else is listening. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Reed, keep your feelings inside. Thanks, you too. Okay. Bye. Bye.